0: Welcome to Sharpen the Public, an NFL and sports gambling podcast made by betters for betters. This is and will be the only place that you can learn to leverage public betting trends to win more of your bets in the NFL. Have you ever wondered what it actually means when people say, hey, the public is on this side or the money is on this side? There's no context, but that's what we're here for, to provide context for those numbers. My name is DJ Bianco, and I'm your host of Sharpen the Public. Years ago, I started tracking the public betting numbers for every game in the NFL. I wanted to know, hey, if the public is 55% and the money is 65%, what does that mean? What are the trends for those numbers? If you've ever wondered that, then you've come to the right place. Every week, we're here to recap and preview the upcoming and previous weeks in the NFL. Let's dive into those trends. Welcome to Sharpen the Public. what's going on everyone welcome back to sharpen the public as always i am your host deej back again in our preview episode here for week 11 i'm sitting here with andy andy how are you it's good to see you again
1: good to see you dude back in the green which is awesome uh you. don't look like sh- <laughs> yeah yeah for me don't look like shit like i did last episode i want to apologize for those that i graced <laughs> with that horrible looking presence that i had last episode um also like I can't believe it. Like, it feels like it it, it felt like I was finally kind of back in that zone. And uh, I still have that feeling right now as I was writing my early best bets article that came out Sunday evening. I still feel like I'm kind of sitting in the pocket here, just slinging the rock. Uh, (laughs) I already got two places I love this week and a couple others I've been looking at prepping for this episode. So I can't wait to dive into the slate. Uh, I know you didn't necessarily have as good of luck as I did, but you had also been on an absolute heater leading up to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's ebbs and flows, right, in sports betting. But yeah, I didn't have the best week. Four and six down a little bit over two units. Thankfully, the two and zero Thursday night helped me, you know, stay stay afloat because Sunday was pretty bad. Despite me, I feel like I read things pretty well. On talked about it on the on the previous podcast, the recap episode four, week ten, I kind of predicted like what was happening with the public. The public did slightly worse, and you know, the sharps did really well. However, I just did not read the games properly, and I picked the wrong ones, and that happens. But I'm excited for this slate. It's a really exciting one with a lot of great matchups. But the spreads are very large this week, so it's a bit of an interesting week 11 here. But we've got a lot of divisional matchup. It's going to be really fun. So I'm excited to to break this one down for you. So thank you for checking us out. This is again Sharp in the Public, the only sports betting podcast focused on leveraging public betting information so we can win more bets in the NFL. Andy and I are going to sit here break down week 11. And it's going to be really exciting, Andy. Did you said you got a chance to listen to the beginning of the recap episode, right?
1: Yeah, I was able to get uh, through the first third or so of the episode. Uh, again, just absolutely love your stage presence
0: by yourself. Beautiful voice,
1: really, uh, really gets me <laughs> going you. throughout the day.
0: I'm glad to think I, I never really thought myself having a podcast voice, but at least uh, at least you think so. One of my buddies it's better than
1: having a podcast face, brother. That's all right.
0: That's true. Yeah, that hang that hangover face on Friday wasn't doing you any favors. Yeah, but that, I was, think it- that was radio face right there.
1: That was that was that was the brown liquor talking. was not good.
0: No, no, no. That's okay. But let's get into the trends real quick before we start talking about the games, just so everyone is up to date. I, again, the the creme de la creme, the story that is the story this year is the public continues to kill it eight and six in week ten. I'm not going to go any further than that. Just talk about what happens to the general trends: eighty-one and sixty-four ATS. For the public on the air, a fifty-six percent win percentage. I mean, just insane, just just insane. I just want to hear your thoughts on that. Just telling the public would win you money this year. <laughs> Literally, just telling the public. It's insane. Uh,
1: I never thought I'd say it. I I yeah. really didn't. Yeah, especially this far into the season. It, it's it's interesting, and it's still. God, I just still feel the same way. that I think it's actual. I think that we. I think that we can start to see this come at least. It maybe not back down to uh, where we'd expect it to be, but back down to, like, regress enough to where we can make money off of it these final, we're in the final eight weeks of the season now. Holy shit. But, yeah, these final eight <laughs> weeks of the season, we can actually make that actionable, I feel like. And I think I know you agree from what you said.
0: Totally, yeah. I definitely agree, but it's also crazy how fast this year has gone by. It's crazy that we're already in fucking week 11. But the one thing I want to say about the public is they'd hit a peak and then kind of come down slowly, and we saw that happen this year. Week Five. They went ten and four. Then week six, they they dropped to seven and eight, kind of that midpoint, and that's what I think we're at right now at the eight and six. And then they had a five and eight week. So maybe we're going to see a similar thing. I don't know if it's uh, necessarily actionable, but I agree. I think at some point it's going to come back down. Not going to beat a dead horse there. Money percentage seventy seven and sixty eight ATS on the season. Sharp differential seventy six and sixty nine. Both improving from that money percentage went fifty percent this week, and then sharp differential went eleven and three. So. Really exciting, you know. Positive regression for the sharp differential. That's great to see. Going to look to back that this week. Hopefully, the golden rule, Andy, two and zero in week ten. Hopefully, it can come back and have another good week in week eleven. I, I'm looking forward to 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 saying that it went undefeated again.
1: I'm I'm not I'm I'm all the way out on Geico and going real, <laughs> dude. I'm out. It, it, that was all last season for me. I'm all Official. in on, on the new trends. Yeah, I'm all in on the new trends. Officially, trend. I sold all my yeah. stock. Like it's like. <laughs> It's like I, it feels like I broke up with a girlfriend, but I mean all the shit's got all the shits moved out. Don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm on with the new. So I like these new trends. Yeah, she's gone.
0: <laughs> the new trend on the block is the twenty one and seven ATS trend between ten and fourteen percent sharp differential. I do I think that's gonna stay as hot as it is? Possibly. I think it's gonna kind of teeter around fifty percent and kind of level out towards what it saw we saw last year, but I'm happy, more than happy to to back you backing it, you know off all the power
1: yeah uh there's other <laughs> stuff that i'm acting on too but that is one that i always keep an eye out for
0: sure public on overs 33 and 47 the big thing there is 7 and 16 above 70 percent public confidence public on the under 39 and 25 big thing there 16 and 9 actually below 54 percent, and kind of really realistically even across the rest of it eight and six above 70 percent um I, I with the totals they've been obviously so crazy this year people are heavily betting the primetime unders it's like 27 or 26 and seven throughout the season which is just absurd. I think it's five and0 oh in morning games on Sunday which is just also just crazy. so I don't know if we're, we're gonna see any type of crazy movement in the numbers totals wise but just keep that in mind as we as we talk about unders for the rest of the season, and I'll run through these, Andy, before you get this point in. Money percentage on the under, 52 and 38. Sharp differential on the under, 69 and 45. Money percentage on the over, 22 and 34. Sharp differential on the over, 14 and 17.
1: Yeah, Huge bounce back for the Sharps last week. Massive.
0: Bam, yeah, yeah, and across you, the board. And you
1: had, been, yeah, you had been calling that, saying that that was coming. I'm glad that it finally arrived. And can we expect that to continue over the next few weeks? You tell me. Hopefully, I, think so. I mean... I we definitely so. saw
0: it yeah we saw it last year too we saw like like i talked about in the middle uh like half point episode how the sharp differential really took a took a stride in the second half of the year and i think it's obvious when the people with more money are more confident because they've seen the teams play they can say hey all right i'm more willing to to, to put my money on the line here because i have more of a inkling inkling Inclining, whatever the word is, of Inklining. what's going to yeah. happen. Thank you. Inkling of what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but obviously, this is not a grammar podcast. It's just us talking about football. That's all I have for the trends. Anything you want to get to before we start hitting all the games?
1: No, I, I, I don't want to burn too much time on my thoughts because I thought you did a really good job of giving your thoughts on the podcast at the beginning of the week. So if you all haven't already, go ahead and check out DJ's podcast to start the week. You can hear what some of his actual items are based on the trends that he lists off throughout that podcast. Um, and then you can kind of take that and pair it with um, this podcast here as a supplement to what you're going to be wanting to bet on this weekend and what you will should be looking for on Sunday. So I think you and I are going to have a ton of thoughts about this slate. So I think we just jump right into it. Um, no need to right.
0: preview the or go ahead. You- yeah, before before we jump into it, I do want to also point out in the previous episode, I, I also took a look at the public money sharp stuff on each team as I went through all the games. So keep that in mind that that was also talked about. I'll, I'll try and fill those in as we talk about some of these games here. If we, if it falls into the conversation, but if you're interested, reach out to me if I didn't talk about the tri- team, but that's also there. But anyway, we've got a lot of divisional matchups to talk about that we're recording here on Wednesday. So if we talk about the number of bets, this is per Wednesday, obviously we talking public betting data, which is out on Wednesday and then obviously changes week to week, day to day, and will be different on Sunday. But it's also important to see what happens in the beginning of the week. Um, But we're going to start with the Sunday first game that I see, which is Titans at Jags. We're going to skip over the Thursday night game because I likely won't get this out by then, but that is what it is. Titans, six and a half point road dogs or seven points, wherever you see it, in Jacksonville with 76% of the bets on Jacksonville and 47% of the money on the Titans, giving them a 23% sharp differential. This, Andy, feels like a quintessential Mike Vrabel spot. The Jags coming off a big loss to the Niners. And Dis- I obviously disagree. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Uh, more but disagreeing go ahead, go ahead. from us. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, I don't think what the Jags showed against the Niners is what they're capable of, clearly. They were on a 5-0 and o tear, then go- went into the bye and come out getting clobbered at home. Whereas the Titans are just kind of like floating by with Will Levis. And I think that's why you see so much public you know backing right now on the jaguars because they're the far better team i think their defensive line will be absolutely able to to handle will levis and create pressure which we saw in the steelers game will levis against pressure could not get much done and you know there's there's two sides of of the titans offense with will levis at quarterback there's what happened in the first game where he played with DeAndre Hopkins and he scored three touchdowns and then there's also the side of things that have happened the last two weeks and I am afraid of that but I do like the Titans here because I think this is a quintessential Mike Vrabel. like knows the Jacksonville team Jacksonville will come out with a win so I, I don't hate them in a teaser here with the total set at 40 but I love the sharp differential towards the Titans I think this is a great spot to to back a road dog in a division where You have two, you know, two very different teams. However, the play styles don't necessarily mean, like, I don't know if the Jags really match up incredibly well against the Titans.
1: Yeah, I mean, you read my mind with Jacksonville as a perfect teaser leg here. They're going to be bouncing back after a 34-3 embarrassment to the Niners, in my opinion, as well as the Titans, like you said, have just kind of been getting by with Will Levis. Um, This is a perfect spot for Travis Etienne and company to just run through this Titans uh, defensive line where I really favor that matchup. I think I might be looking at Etienne props as well. Um, That is, I do have Jaguars as one of my teaser legs for my early Best Bets article that I put out Sunday night. I also have the under 40 because I don't think that, Jacksonville's defense is okay. Uh, It's not as good as we thought it was at times this season. But I do think that with the element of the divisional rivalry here, with the element of how much the Titans have struggled to put up points in their recent games, I really like that the Titans are going to hold up their end of the bargain to get to the over and that Jacksonville could just wipe them out here. We're honest. I I tease them for, because it's such a perfect teaser leg, where I don't see a world where Jacksonville loses. I think if Jacksonville loses, we're gonna be having some really bigger conversations about this team. Yeah, I still honestly like minus 7 or minus 6.5, whatever you're getting on your book so I, I lean Jacksonville spread I've already got him in a teaser, I've already got the under at under 40 and looks like the money's going on the over so we'll see if the bets go that way too but uh, still early there's only 11,000 bets on this game so that's going to completely be thrown on its head by the time that Sunday rolls around but yeah, you can see a lot more in-depth analysis on that one as well as my thoughts on the teaser as a whole on HappyRsports.net, just go to the NFL uh, Week 11 betting preview and best bets.
0: Cool, yeah. I mean, I I like the under two. Um, As we sit here talking about it, I'm kind of like rethinking my initial leans on the Titans. I'm still going to say I lean the Titans, but I'm looking at some trends and and some data right here. Of 41 quarterbacks with at least 60 plays this season, Will Levis has the fourth lowest success rate up there with, Tommy DeVito, Zach Wilson, and P.J. Walker. So, not great. He passes the eye test,
1: I would say. Like, there's moments where I actually do think that he looks good. And so, like, the stats aren't going to be great for most rookies. It's so rare that you get a rookie that has great stats. It's like C.J. Stroud is an absolute anomaly that a rookie is being put in the MVP conversation. But what I would say is that... With that offense. With that offense. Yeah. This Mike Vrabel thing for me is just a myth now. Like, it's, it's especially this season, he doesn't have the personnel that he wants to do the things that he's good at like i think he's good at at least game managing where that plays in favor of the under but i don't think that he's he's not worth shit game managing the offense he's very good at game managing on on the defensive side in my opinion but like he's not getting what anything that he wants on the offense because the jaguars defense should be able to stuff derrick henry here too and if they can't get the run going then what are they gonna do yeah,
0: it was this offensive totally line. for
1: henry last week
0: yeah, the offensive line is is not ideal for the Titans, that's for sure. They rank in the bottom third of the NFL for sacks allowed with 2.7 a game, um, which is just not, not good at all. Um, The final point, the final couple of trends I wanted to say on the Jags here, teams to lose by 20 points or more in the previous week are 85 and 58 ATS, so that's good for the Jags, but then not good for the Jags is Trevor Lawrence is 4 and 11 ATS against teams under 500. So, Just a couple trends to throw out there in this game. I love the under. I might be on that. We'll see. It's dropped a little bit despite the money being on the over 35% of the bets on the over 55% of the money, giving that a 20% sharp differential. We saw an 11-2 record last year when the sharp differential on the over was above 20% and below 30%. So we haven't had many of those games this year. Let me look. We have had... Oh, it's, it's 0-3 this year. Okay, so maybe that needs to bounce back as well. <laughs> but who, who's to say? Um, let's move on to Chargers minus three in Green Bay. Ugh. LA get it? Yeah, no. Eddie, it feels like we say that for every Packers game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. LA favored, which is crazy, 74% of the public on the Chargers, 46% of the money on the Packers, giving them a 20% sharp edge. I understand why the public is clearly on the Chargers here. They just went toe to toe with the Lions in LA in the shootout. However, if there's any offense or defense that can allow Jordan Love's offense to score points, it's the Chargers' defense, <laughs> and that's why I lean Packers. <laughs> the Packers came <laughs> off a are coming off a very rough like end of the game, end of the game in Pittsburgh, and a game that they probably should have covered where the line ended at three and a half and the game finished at four points. A lot of crazy stuff happening there. So getting them back at home here as road, as home dogs, I love. I'm not going to say I love what I'm seeing out of Jordan Jordan Love, ironically, but I don't think this Chargers defense can do enough. And, you know, the Packers defense still has remnants of uh, of showing, you know, prowess. They showed it against the Rams offense a couple of weeks ago where they held them to below 10 points. So, not a lot of like hard facts for me right there, but I don't see myself backing the the road favorite here, the Chargers, by any means, with with what they've got on defense.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm with you. The ATS piece here, both teams are four and five ATS, so not great. They're both four and five, puts you right on the cusp of the bottom ten in the league, as well as the over under here. The Chargers are three and six to the over this season, and Green Bay is four and five to the over. So these games are, are trending under for both these teams. And what, what I'll add to that is that Green Bay's defense, or yeah, Green Bay's defense is allowing 20.2 points per game. So the defense is at least serviceable enough that they're ranked, they're tied for 11th with Pittsburgh, and everyone's been louding Pittsburgh's defense as like the only thing that's keeping that ship afloat and Grieve's right there with them in points per game allowed. I really like the under for that reason, where I think that they're going to be able to at least contain Justin Herbert and company who haven't looked extremely dynamic. Um, Eckler and Keenan Allen have been really solid fantasy guys when healthy, but they, they're the only two. Like It's the only two weapons that they have, and if the Packers can do anything hindering either of those guys, then the Chargers offense is completely shut down the Packers on the other end I agree like this would be the time for Jordan Love to score some points can he do that This Chargers defense is abysmal but can he do that? that that's what makes me really like the under here like I don't I don't know if I, I think when he does score it's gonna be slow it's gonna take time to get there he's still learning what the fuck's going on you still have such inexperienced um, inexperienced receivers it seems like people agree with me because there's a 26% sharp on the under even though the bets are split at forty nine fifty
0: one,
1: How do you feel yeah, about the that,
0: total? I like I like the under, too. But I liked the under, the fucking Lions, Lions Chargers game, and I got absolutely murdered on that. So, that's Lions
1: Chargers, though. That, that's two high-powered offenses.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously the Packers are not the Lions on offense. They've clearly got a lot of offensive problems. 30, 30th in completion percentage. 23rd in yards per pass attempt. 22nd in passing rating. 7th in picks. It's not great. I don't. I don't buy into backing the Chargers here as a road favorite, but the total feels low for a Chargers game. If the Packers are going to cover, then they're going to have to prevent Herbert from scoring, and they're going to have to turn him over because clearly the only thing keeping them afloat on the converse side from the Steelers is their offense, right? So, But the Chargers defense isn't going to stop the the Packers either. like Despite them being young and and whatnot, they've got to score some points. So you saw you saw the Packers at home kind of quelch the Rams and yes there was a lot of injury issues there and the Rams have a terrible offensive line but I, I see a similar thing happening here I don't I don't know if they hold them to 0 but or hold them to 10 I think it's more you know Packers win 24 17 24 21 so that that total comes into play and I'm a little iffy on it being so low for for a Chargers game not necessarily low in this nfl right now
1: yeah that's why i said i heavily lean and i'm not gonna rip it now even though i really want to um i'm gonna sit this one out but just double down that i really lean this under solely because of the matchup with the packers defense that is not getting talked about enough just based on the points per game that they're allowing compared to the people around them where everyone's loving those defenses that are being discussed and they're allowing a similar amount of points to those guys
0: yeah what I'm, what I'm going to be curious to see in this one, I mean, the totals moving up and the, the totals also the spreads also moving in favor of the Chargers. I think if we see it go to three and a half, it'll probably be instantly bet down back to three. But I want yeah. to see like which way, which way it kind of fluctuates if it's going up to two and a half and coming down or vice versa. So that's what I'm going to be looking forward towards Sunday, especially as we see, I, I'm sure the public's going to continue to come in on the Chargers, especially if the Lions game, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see, Especially, also with the Packers not covering against the Steelers, but that's what I'll say about that one as we move into our first, divi- our, I guess it's not our first. Is it our first? No, it's not our first. Our second divisional matchup, Giants plus nine in our nation's capital playing the Commanders, 81% of the bets on the Giants, 86% of the money on the Giants. Andy, why is that? <laughs> why is, Why is the entire world on the New York football Giants after they get blown out in Dallas? I don't get that. I'm glad people understand that the commander
1: should never be a 10-point favorite. Also, it is <laughs> bullshit that action said that this opened at eight. It did not open at eight. This was at 10. So I think <laughs> it may have been ten and a half. Um I think I'm glad people know that the commander should not be that big of a favorite. It's like the week one situation where it was Cardinals and Commanders. We were yep. like, no, you guys keep saying the Cardinals are shit. I don't give a fuck. Like the commanders <laughs> are also not that good. This yeah. is a similar thing. Issue is, Tommy DeVito
0: looks like you or I out there. He really does. <laughs> he does not look like a serviceable NFL quarterback. The man's living at home. He's getting mom spaghetti every Sunday night when he gets home from the game. Not to, Dude, not to, is... not to, not to make fun of it. I lived at home too. I get it. I respect it. But I mean, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I respect <laughs> it. I respect it. But his family members are not even wearing his
1: jersey. They're wearing other teams' jerseys. <laughs> I
0: thought that was wild. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: what are we doing?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Taylor Heineke, while is oh not Tyler, Heineke, Taylor Heineke, Sam Howell, excuse me, the former Taylor Heineke uh, replacement. What, what's the is, <laughs> yeah, he, he, is whatever. Sam Howell's actually looked really good. That's what I was going to say. He's looked pretty good despite getting sacked like a historic amount of times this year. I think the difference in this matchup of Sam Howell versus. Tommy DeVito is that veteranship versus not veteranship. Clearly he's played not many games, but I'm saying he looks way better than Tommy DeVito and the entire world's on the giants because it's 10 points for the commanders. However, the commanders like don't, if you look at them, not necessarily the final scores and how many losses they have, they're not playing poorly. They just went into Seattle and lost on a last minute field goal. They played the Eagles twice And have looked really good in both games. And I don't know if it's like, I I thought it was fluky. However, as they're doing it more consistently and doing it on the road, that's giving me a lot more confidence in this commander's team. Now, do I think they can cover 10 points to a home or to a divisional rival? Not at face value, but when you put the giants like in front of them and it's like, oh my God, it's Tommy DeVito. And then you look at how many injuries they have. And it's not even like Dexter Lawrence is going crazy on their defense, the Giants. That is, I I don't hate the Commanders here. Uh, I'm not surprised it was bet down from ten and a half to n- to now to nine and a half. I'm curious to see kind of where things fluctuate as we get more bets, but I'll probably just bet the under <laughs> and live with that because the 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 Giants aren't putting up points up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see at this goes any further like if this drops all the way to eight and a half then i'm teasing it
0: yeah the they probably won't drop it because yeah, the they probably so won't
1: drop it past I think they nine for the teacher protection yeah yeah they definitely don't want us to tease it they don't want us to do it and everyone's doing what i would do though with how it opened you rip the under and you rip, you rip the massive dog <laughs> so i'm I'm glad everyone's with the program on this one before, <laughs> before this, i'm dog actually gonna under. lock in
0: i'm gonna lock in the under right now before it gets any lower as we've seen clearly some yes. lower totals here. It, I, I, <laughs> I'm just firing I up mean, I, you before, to a
1: play. <laughs> yeah,
0: before we get to the Steelers Browns and talk about that total, we're getting some really crazy low totals in this uh week 11, which I mentioned needed to happen in order for like the books to bounce back. I thought the average total needed to be between like 37 and 38 and we're getting there. It was like 41.2 last week, so we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I think yeah, I'm, I'm locking in the under under 37. of the bets 87% of the money a nice sharp differential the trend that did it for me is in Commander's home game since 2020 unders are 20 and 9 so obviously I don't think the Giants are going to put up points holy
1: shit wait what
0: yeah commanders' 20 and 9 since 2020 yes holy shit yes 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 so I love it give me the under and the Commanders will probably win 20 to 3 is my prediction. Sorry, Commander that you've had to endure that many low scoring games at home. Uh,
1: <laughs> we've got another one Deej, with a massive spread here. This one is at 13 and a half or 13, depending on where you're shopping and people don't care. They are ripping the L out of the dolphins. Uh, 93% of the bets, 96% of the money. Yeah. 15,000 bets. So that will quintuple or sextuple by the time that this podcast comes out. And uh, people are still probably going to take the dolphins. I want to look and see if I can find a book that is 12 and a half while we're live on the pod because if it goes against my book, it goes against my my faith, it goes against everything. Your religion. But you should be like, teasing down the Dolphins, from if you can get them at 12 and a half down to six and a half is awesome. The win by a touchdown, I think they beat the brakes off of this Raiders team. This Raiders team has so much hype. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that more people aren't betting on them. There's so much <laughs> hype surrounding this team. The one thing I do like though, in this game, and I'm going to go ahead and lock it in. I think that the Raiders have, the. the well, let me back up. The Dolphins aren't the greatest against uh, the run, but they're also, like, not bad. They're like kind of, like, middle of the table against the run. The Raiders, under Antonio Pierce, have really tra- re-transformed their offense to have Josh Jacobs as such a focal point, and it takes a little bit of the stress off of Aiden O'Connell, and it's seen in Josh Jacobs' numbers where he's popped off Uh, He rushed for over 100 yards last game. I think he had 80-something the game before. His rush total for this one is set at 65.5. And And he is getting the vast majority of the runs in – he's getting the vast majority of the attempts for the Raiders this season where a lot of these games the Dolphins are letting up like 90 rushing yards, 100 or just north of 100, and that's to multiple backs. For the Raiders, Jacobs has rushed 186 times this season. Their second leading rusher is Jimmy Garoppolo at 20 attempts, and then Zamir White at 17 attempts running the ball. So it's going to be Jacobs through and through the entire game running the ball, Mm -hmm. and that's why I really like him to rush for over 65 and a half yards here. Because even if even if they start to like beat the brakes off of him, I think that he can get some. He could probably get about halfway there before that happens, and then you're just banking on him to over the course of the game to get there because they are making him a big focal point. And if he gets going early, then he'll get there with ease. So uh, I'll be locking that in. Josh Jacobs over 65 and a half rush yards. yards. And that's, I'm going to price get a price at one, minus 115 because that's where I've seen it the most, for, especially for a player prop.
0: That's one right thing game. that I'm finding pretty curious as I look at some stats for this game, the Raiders actually rank in top third for passing yards allowed on defense at 198.7 per game and obviously with the the Dolphins offense the they play through the run but they're they're focused on on getting the ball to the air getting Tyreek and, and Jalen Waddle moving to to getting the ball to the air so if the if the Raiders can actually maneuver and find a way to stop the Dolphins then you're gonna have a tough time covering 14 points however this Dolphins team is just far 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 better than the Raiders I will likely stay away from the spread. 13 13 and a half feels iffy. Like I, I backed them the Dolphins that is against the the Patriots when the line was this big and it just didn't feel safe, you know, the entire game despite it ending with them covering. So just a little bit worrisome with I mean we talk about it here on Sharp of the Public how important public betting data is, right? So you're seeing crazy crazy numbers towards the Dolphins here. That doesn't mean that you need to bet the other side because we've seen that happen a couple times this year. 85-plus percent of the the bets were on the Lions a couple weeks ago and then a few weeks before that. So many, I think 90%, and then it dropped to like 87 or something was on the the Dolphins when they covered against the Patriots. So you don't need to be scared of these crazy numbers, and that's kind of the point of what we talked about here on Sharp of the Public. But from my perspective, I, I, I don't necessarily think the Dolphins match up rate against the Raiders defense especially what you said against with Josh Jacobs and the, and the run against the Dolphins defense as well. So, not saying that the, the Raiders are going to come out and win, but
1: oh, I want to say something too. Like part of the reason why their passing is so good for um the Dolphins is because one, they do so much motion. They do motion every play, but two, the they are able to establish the run so nicely against teams yeah. where moster has had an amazing season. A-Chain popped off
0: A-chain is getting, they're getting A-chain back, too.
1: Yeah. And they're getting A-chain back. And where I see the Dolphins succeeding and beating the piss out of Las Vegas here, Las Vegas is the fourth worst team in rushing yards per game allowed, at 135.6. They don't have any Devon A-chain player props up yet. The only place I saw anything fantasy or player prop wise was underdog. I saw Mostert is like higher or lower than half of a touchdown rushing or receiving. I'm not going to mess with that, but... I will wait for uh H Shane props to come out too because there is a world where I probably end up taking both running backs in this game and I just think they run the ball a ton, which you know what? If they run the ball a ton, maybe the Raiders Under. cover. But Under. I, I I really do think that the Dolphins are going to um uh, destroy this Raiders team because when you look at the hype that is surrounded this Raiders side, they they didn't play anybody the last two games. You're they didn't play right. Anybody. I agree.
0: Yeah, the, so the, I, the, don't get me wrong. The Dolphins are far better, and they could easily win this game by 30 points. That doesn't mean that I'm not scared of the Dolphins covering and, and beating themselves, because the crux of the Dolphins is their defense. They, they've they gotten blown out, not blown out, but destroyed by the Chiefs. Not I won't say destroyed. They've lost to the Chiefs, Eagles, and Bills because their defense sucks. And if they have holes, they can easily allow, make it difficult to cover 14 points. And that's why I don't love the spread. I do like the total. I like the under. The undles move, under is moving. The total is moving. Sorry, sixty eight percent of the bets on the over. Obviously, people want to see points. in Dolphins games. That's not surprising. Fifty one percent differential towards the under. I love it. Not going to lock it Holy in now. Shit, I'm going to see yeah. if that keeps moving. But, um, yeah. Again, the la- the last thing I want to say is in the last decade, teams off a loss who are a home favorite in the next week, which is Miami, also acting as the public side, are eight one eighty five two twenty and nine ATS which is a 45% win percentage. So that includes Miami.
1: Yeah. I I just don't, when you play the Jets and the Giants, your first two games with a new head coach, I would hope that you win. I really do. So congrats to the Raiders for getting those wins. Let's see if you're legit and put your money where your mouth is as a 13 and a half point dog on the road in Miami. Is that all you got for this one? Because I'm excited for, I'm excited to talk about the next one.
0: Are you? This is going to be a good one. The last thing I'll say about the Dolphins Raiders is, dolphins are off a buy so maybe they're they're just hungry and off a loss so like they could just be really really needing this bounce back to just go murder <laughs> murder the raiders be like it's okay we're back. <laughs> it's gonna happen okay you yeah. can intro the next one
1: yeah and while you while you speak on this one i'm gonna look and see if i can find dolphins minus 12 and a half somewhere so i can put it in a teaser um <laughs> okay all right coming up next we have the Cardinals and texans Cardinals are back to plus four and a half or five and a half in some markets. That's just that zone where, it the spread bounces it back matter. and forth all week the long. The number it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter.
0: The four five matter. is the dead.
1: The only time, yeah, the only time four and a half really matters is when um, the seven to three type score comes in. Where if you have the team that's chasing down, yeah, uh, that's where the other side has the touchdown and you have the field goal. Then that's when it comes into play. But it's not very often that that ultimately ends up being the. Difference. People are slamming the Cardinals. 71% of the bets and 77% of the money. That has brought this down from what was at five when I wrote my article for Houston. I thought it would continue to go up. I thought Houston was going to rise all the way up to six or six and a half. And it's gone the opposite way where it's down to four. Now it's back, it, it's back at five and a half, four and a half, depending on where you are. And the total has lifted up a tad from 47 to 48 and a half or 49, depending on where you shop. And that's because 84% of the bets are on the over. Uh, DJ. Good Lord. Kyler Murray looked like he should some flashes of why he was the former number one overall pick in his first game back. He word flashes. Why are flashes. they playing him?
0: Why are they playing him?
1: <laughs> uh, when you pay him that much money, you should pay him. I mean, you should play him, but just I get what you're saying. Away you the should f- just uh. tank.
0: That's one thing I hate about American sports is like we talk about tanking as if it's like it is real because people want to lose and uh, it, it, it annoys me. I love the, the parody that it introduces with, with the draft and stuff, but sometimes I, I get so pissed off with like tanking and wanting to lose. But I am a Sixers fan, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a, I think that it's not necessarily easier. Maybe I think it is a little bit easier, honestly, in the NBA than it is in the NFL. NFL yeah. is a bit tougher and it's also the culture of football is not like that of the culture of basketball anywho for this game I locked in the Texans at minus five on my article so I've lost a little bit of value depending on where you're betting now I I just still can't believe that people are betting the Cardinals this much the Texans match up really nicely against this Cardinals defense I think that we're in for a really big CJ Stroud game once again People are throwing him into the MVP conversation now, which is wild, but it's not—it's not crazy. He needs to keep stringing these performances together, and then we can be talking about it. Um, and I—I I really like CJ Stroud. I—I uh, I talked about this a lot more in my articles. So I don't want to be a dead horse here because talking about it in multiple places the same exact way. I mean, I—I put—I put the Texans in a parlay with a UFC fighter last night and the UFC fighters fight got rescheduled while we were recording the podcast. So I don't have their money line anymore. (laughs) I guess technically, technically because I personally placed it, I have their money line straight up, which sucks.
0: But
1: for the purpose of the podcast, it doesn't count.
0: What do you think for this game? I'll let you kind of go off on this one. I love the Texans. I don't know why people are betting the Cardinals here. I mean, I get like seeing Kyler's back and stuff and the Texans having only CJ Stroud, I get it. I sure, but the Cardinals team is not. If you beginning of like before the season starts, you see this line. What do you think? Like, what is it? Maybe a point, maybe two points. There's a reason it's moved to five and a half, and that difference is is CJ Stroud and this what he's done to this offense. Not saying that Kyler Murray is not going to bring that type of dynamic play to the Cardinals offense. However, I don't think they need that. I think the Texans are like. We are a team. We could make the playoffs. We could win this division. I mean, they just beat the Bengals in Cincinnati, now have three straight home games against the Cardinals, the Jags, and the Broncos. If they win these three games, including beating the Jags, they are in the the run for the playoffs. Not even even just the playoffs, the division. So this is a huge, like, string of games for the Texans, and I think they're just going to be far more motivated than the Cardinals and I don't understand why the public is not necessarily seeing that we'll definitely see what happens like as the week goes on but I love this anything less than a touchdown really I think the 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 offense of the Texans is far better than the Cardinals they've shown that keeping up with you know the bucks when they scored 40 points keeping up putting up over 40 and the two crazy comeback wins for CJ Stroud and then they also can stop offenses like their, their defense which I was my crux I I thought that was their biggest issue yet they just beat the Bengals in Cincinnati, so I think the the Texans are checking a lot of my boxes, and I I'm maybe I won't bet I won't bet them now because I'm curious to see if we're just seeing a little bit of a numbers thing here at the beginning of the week, but I, I love the Texans.
1: I'm with you, man. Yeah, I, I hope that it stays this way where everyone's betting the Cardinals because I might end up putting more on Houston. Realistically.
0: Especially as we, I mean, let, let's talk about it. Like we, we, we expect the public to re- regress too. So, like we're we're fading the public on the Cardinals, both of us. I'm not loving the public on the Dolphins. I'm not loving the public on the Giants. I'm not loving the public on the Chargers. Not loving the public on the Jags. Like this is all kind of in line with what I expect to happen this week. So I, I, I'm loving it right now.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm fully aligned with you, dude. I I think that they're. Is a lot of hype based on what just happened with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals that they got a win. I mean, but who is it against? It was the Falcons. <laughs> That's a team that we've been shitting on all year. They're so incompetent.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Arthur Smith shaved his mustache and they're still fucking losing. They're still shit. Like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter. So it does I'm just surprised that the Texans coming off of this big win against the Bengals isn't getting more talk.
0: Right, I agree. are
1: more hype about the Cardinals winning against the Falcons. It makes no it sense. It doesn't make any so. sense. It makes no yeah. sense. Uh,
0: the, there's two crazy comebacks from C.J. Stroud in the last two games, and yet no one wants to back it. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe we are the new public, and the public is the new sharp side. I don't know what's going on. Spoiler alert, he's not going to be making a comeback against the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> on Sunday. I can promise you that. You, you can book that. So The only issue that I have is Stroud is 0-3 as a favorite. ATS, but <laughs> we'll see. That we'll means see what he got,
1: yeah, he's got to get one. He's got to get one. He's There's gotta get no one. way. Hey, if he's MVP, he, if he's MVP, he can't be zero four ATS. That's that's
0: a favorite. That's, shit. that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Mahomes style. Uh not remember that. Bears plus eight and a half in Detroit. Another divisional matchup of two powerhouses in the NFC. Chicago. Oh God. Seventy one percent of the best on Detroit, eighty-two percent of the money on the Bears right now, fifty-three percent sharp differential. I'm assuming that the the money is coming in on the Bears because of what's happened recently with the Lions. Like we were so high on the Lions, and yes, they come out with a win in LA, yet barely, you know, by the skin of their teeth after allowing however what, thirty plus points to the Chargers. However, the Chargers offense and the Bears offense, not quite comparable. Justin Fields, what what's his status? Let me look at the let me look at the He's active. injury report. He's yeah, active Justin now, Fields right? is
1: playing. I think that's why we're seeing all this money come in. The money already knew, but yet the spread is not moving. Vegas is standing pat with where they are. So Vegas either likes their position on the money, or they like that they have all these tickets with the public. I don't I don't know what Vegas is thinking here, but obviously they like it enough to where they're keeping the spread where it is. That's enough for me to stay away from this one because I kind of like the Bears on the spread, but I also don't trust Justin Fields after four weeks off. And he did look a bit more rough to start this season. than he like, as he right before he got hurt, he was finally kind of looking like himself again. And then he got hurt. So I don't know what version of Justin Fields we're going to get. If it's going to be the beginning of the season version or right before he got hurt. I think we're a little ways away from how dynamic he was last season. But if you're going to do it against any defense, like this lion's defense has been susceptible to, uh, being scored on, as we saw in the Chargers game. We've seen it in some other games, too. They're allowing a, a decent chunk of points. So uh, I'm going to stay away from a side here, maybe lead over, in my opinion, where I think that there will be some decent scoring on both sides, especially for the Lions. This Bears defense is horrendous, bro. It's so bad. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not So they, sh- they should be able to tee off on this Bears defense, and then you're just kind of banking on Justin Fields getting his. If you're banking on Justin Fields at least doing enough to um, score enough points but maybe not to cover, then I think you would like the over kind of like I do. So I, I lean over here.
0: Yeah, I like the over too. The thing about the Detroit defense, and we saw it obviously evidenced in the Chargers game, is they're very pass susceptible. And it's why Keenan Allen went basically off and why the Chargers were able to move down the field so quickly because their secondary is pretty rough. And you can look at the stats. Detroit is one in the bottom third of passing touchdowns allowed this year with 1.7 per game. Close to the Bears at two, so I I love the over because if the Bears are going to stay in this game, it is through the air and getting DJ Moore involved. So I like that there. the The issue for me on the spread, which I I also agree, it's kind of wonky. I don't get. I understand Justin Fields is back, but this is the Bears were also eight and a half point dogs at home to New Orleans. Now they're eight and a half point dogs in Detroit. I don't I don't quite get it. Like I don't know if Justin Fields is worth. If you just look at those lines plainly, what do you think? Maybe it, it they should be now be a 10 or an 11.5-point favorite or dogs in Detroit based on the, the difference between Detroit and New Orleans. Now throw Justin Fields in the mix, and it's like a 5 or 6-point differential when you talk about that. So I, I don't quite get it, and it feels a bit fishy to me that the, the lines are only 7.5-point favorites here. But I guess it's because of what happened in L.A. So curious for me on the spread there, but total's moved up a lot, and I'm with you there. Money is coming in on the under, but it's early, so. Fun game, I think. I think we might see a lot of points here in this divisional matchup, which is rare, but.
1: Yeah, I, I'm excited to just watch this one just to see the status of Justin Fields, what version of him we're going to get. It's going to be really interesting to me, so. Totally. Um, I, I'm, really, I'm, I'm excited for this game. Polar opposite, though. We're flipping the script. We're going yeah. to the Steelers and Browns, which news came out today that Deshaun Watson is done for the season, so. Yep. Uh, massage boy will be getting a lot of massages on that shoulder over the coming weeks. And he is going to be replaced by PJ Walker again, I believe, or is it Dorian yeah. Thompson uh, Robinson, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> it's going to <laughs> Steelers have gone all the way down to plus one or pick them depending on where you're betting Browns are minus one or a pick'em. them. The thing here is the total. This does the total just plummeted from 38 to 32 and a half. This
0: is what I'm talking about. This is the totals I'm looking for.
1: You can get the Steelers plus one and a half on FanDuel. And FanDuel is also offering the Dolphins at minus 12 and a half. Wow. The only book I was able to find on BetStamp, by the way, sign up for BetStamp. Use our code HAPPY so they know that we sent you. Uh, I I track all my bets on. I love it there. And I also use it for line shopping too. So definitely download BetStamp and use code HAPPY so that they know we sent you. Uh, We love our partners over at Betstamp, and we have a lot of promotions with them through some sportsbook signups that you can find all over our site as well. Not all over, it's like it's in your face, more so all over that we have plenty of areas where you should be able to take advantage of some sportsbook bonuses in your area. FanDuel, I'm sure if you're in a state with legal sports betting, everybody's got it. The only issue with them is their teaser pricing, and I am going to go off of it. I'm a man of honor here. I'm not going to make up my uh, my line here on a teaser, even though I'm used to my typical minus 120 on the books I use but they are at minus 134 for this teaser because you're incorporating in the juice because the Dolphins are minus 115. Steelers are plus one and a half, minus 120. Teaser is at minus 134. I'm doing it, dude. I love this teaser. I think that the with how low the total is for the Steelers and Browns, you're getting the Steelers defense in a dream matchup against this quarterback that is struggling, a quarterback that has shown, oh my God, why do we trade Josh Dobbs? And the, the Steelers' defense is the only thing holding him up because the offense is not doing shit. I can't wait to see what clips of George Pickens we get when he rages about not getting the ball enough this week because those have been yep. awesome to see over the last few weeks. Just hopefully he gets 200 more yards because I've got him uh, over 750 and over 775 on two different bets. But that's neither here nor there. I think that getting the Steelers up to plus 7.5 is a great spot with such a low total, as well as a great defensive matchup for them, I don't know how the Browns are going to score at all. Even though it's at home, I don't know how it's going to happen. So, uh give me the Steelers. Maybe the Steelers score like ten points, fourteen points, and then the Browns. Even if the Browns win by the mere some miracle of God by like three or something, you're still covering the spread. There's no world where the Browns win this by more than a touchdown if they even win. So, I'll go with the Steelers plus seven and a half. Dolphins minus six and a half, which is out. It's out of my school of thought. It's out of my. Uh, it's not textbook by me, but it's just so good, so good, so Such juicy. Guy in the Dolphins. So minus one thirty four is the juice on that. The, the juice really sucks, but we're gonna suck it up and go for the win here. I'm just gonna do the win a unit because we're paying so much on the juice.
0: I love Steelers too. I mean, it, it's clearly. I mean, this is a quintessential. Mike Tomlin spot, as we talked about, the quintessential variable spot earlier, plus one dogs in AFC North, backup quarterback in in Cleveland. 74% of the bets on Steelers, 83% of the money. That's only going to continue to go up. The Steelers might transition into being favorites by the time this happens on Sunday. Under, I mean, under total, I, t- I think, what was it, Saints? It was Saints-Browns last year. That was like the total was set at like 32, and I took the under there. I probably will have to take the under here just... You know, to respect our religion, betting such low unders. <laughs> there, there, there's expected to be wind. Expected to be a bad, uh, like bad, bad Sunday in in Cleveland. So, game wise, with uh, it might be DTR. I might have misspoke when I said PJ Walker, but with DTR and this defensive front for the Steelers that is hungry. I mean, they just beat the they just beat the Packers. They still think they have a shot at the the playoffs they need this win. They need this divisional win right now. And the Browns are kind of in a transition period where they lost Nick Chubb. They lost Deshaun Watson. What really are they playing for other than their pride right now? Obviously they just beat the Ravens coming off off a massive win there. I do think without, like take the quarterbacks out of the mix, the, the Browns are just the way better team. I just, I think the difference between Kenny Pickett, I think he's made some strides. He hasn't looked well, like I thought he would, I think he's made some improvements, just not amazing. I think the issue is Matt Canada, but I think he's going to outperform whatever quarterback the Browns throw and the game will stay on the ground. It's not going to be a lot of throwing, you know, it's going to be really slow moving pure AFC North football, 14 to 10, maybe 10 to three crazy stupid game. Maybe we'll get a Gami. I'm going to stay away from now. Ooh. I'm just curious to see how things change. But a very very ugly game, but it might be uh might be one you don't see much on red zone for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's no way we're seeing this one on red zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean how how can Scott Hansen be like, oh, and another punt in the total set at 32 and a half. Or see, it'll, it'll be for Steelers Browns. pick.
1: Yeah, it'll be for <laughs> yeah. like one or two Steelers interceptions or fumble recoveries.
0: Yeah. Definitely play those defenses in your fantasy leagues. Okay, moving to Cowboys, minus 10.5 in Carolina. Cowboys obviously coming off a massive routing of the Giants. 78% of the bets on them yet. 75% of the money, Andy, on the Panthers here. I think probably the money is thinking there's a lot of... This line's a bit inflated for the Cowboys coming off a a massive win. However, do the Panthers really deserve 10-plus points? Or, I'm sorry less than 14 points to to this Cowboys team I don't know I, I lean Panthers instantly when I see that when I saw this line but I don't know I, I I don't there's nothing good about the Panthers that makes me want to bet the 10 and a half despite leaning it if that like makes sense yeah
1: I'm not touching this team at all to be honest with you <laughs> not not even on the total not
0: on the spread nothing um it's not exciting like it's just like the Cowboys are gonna go and win uh I don't know if they're going to cover ten points. It could. It's another one like where I thought the Giants. The Giants game. I I had a very strong feeling the Cowboys were going to come out and murder them, especially coming off the loss. But I didn't know if like the Giants were going to get a backdoor cover against seventeen and a half. Totally possible. Totally possible that the Panthers get a fucking backdoor cover here against ten and a half. Just really tough lines for the Cowboys the last two weeks, and the money being on the Panthers is because the number is set where it is and it just makes me not want to bet it
1: uh yeah i'm with you i don't know how much the cowboys are gonna win by. i don't really have a feel on this one and it's so wacky to me that 75 on the bet 75 of the money on opposite sides here the money's with the panthers bets are with the cowboys spreads move to get you the hook on 10 uh so now it's 10.5 but I'm staying away. I have no read on what bright type of Bryson we're gonna get, uh how the Panthers are yeah. gonna look. Road game for the it's a decent bit of travel for the Cowboys to get here, but uh should be fun in Charlotte seeing all the Cowboys fans be around town. Glad I won't be in town to see them all come out because they're so annoying. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> the way I see it, the way I see it. Yeah, they are very annoying. I was at the Eagles Commanders game in a couple of weeks ago, like I said. And there was Cowboys guys, like a bunch of Cowboys fans in their Cowboys jerseys. Like, what the fuck are you doing? My sister yeah. yelled at them. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? She That's she, on brand. she always goes off. Yeah, she always <laughs> goes off on the, those people. But anyway, yeah, I, 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 the Cowboys still have incentives to to come out and win because if the Eagles, you know, lose against the Chiefs this week, and then we've got a tough string of games, lose against the Bills or something crazy, Cowboys think they have a shot at the division, so they're going to come out and try and murder teams as much as they can. And does that mean that they're going to cover? Not necessarily. What Dak are we going to get? What Bryce Young are we going to get? It. I, I. I don't have a read. Don't want to bet it. Moving on. Bucks plus eleven and a half in Santa Clara. Eighty-six percent of the bets on the Niners. Seventy-one percent of the money on the Bucks. Clearly, people, the money is thinking that the the Bucks line is a bit inflated after their destruction of the Jaguars. Right. However. There's a reason 14 percent of the public is on the Bucs. Like, what have the Bucks shown us in the, in the last couple of weeks? They looked so slow. I loved the under last week in the Titans Bucks game, and that cashed with ease when they won 20 to six. So, <laughs> the offense in Tampa Bay is so one one dimensional. It's so boring. It's hopefully I can Baker can get the ball out with under two seconds to Mike Evans. And then if he has any bit of time, he'll throw the ball deep to Mike Evans. That's it. Rashad White isn't doing anything crazy. Their offensive line is allowing so many, like so much pressure. And now they have to face Santa Clara, and Nick Bosa, who are continuing they're gonna continue to be hungry. And that's why at the beginning we said this like slate is so difficult with the Lions because they're all so fucking large, ten and a half, eleven and a half, Raiders plus thirteen and a half. This is another really tough one. Like the public's gonna be on the ba- the, the 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 Niners the money's going to be on the bucks but like what have the bucks shown us that make it worth backing them especially against the niners defense that wants to win wants that first place position in the nfc this is another one i
1: just don't i i have no appetite for these double digit spreads to be honest with you i just it just feels reckless to me to bet on these cuz we don't know what what type of buccaneers team we're going to get we don't know what type of panthers team we're going to get so uh, I told you guys you now, and like it's the same shit. All the money is on the big spread, but then all the public is on the um, is laying the points. So, and both these games are low totals with massive spreads. Like the Panthers' games at forty two, this one's at forty one and a half.
0: Yeah, I the, don't know. The, I don't know
1: what to do. <laughs> with, with the it's, Niners, it's so it's like, weird. Yeah,
0: with the Niners getting Debo and Trent Williams back, I didn't expect them to have such a crazy like bounce back over the last couple of weeks to, to what we saw in the, in the Jags game. However, they looked incredible against a team that we thought in the Jags was going to be really good. So the Niners kind of scare me right now, and I think they could cover 12 easily against this Bucks team that has not looked good. Their defense has been okay, but it's not like they're playing world beaters. I mean, they just beat Will Levis and held him to to not throwing much, right? So I, I think they're going to have a really difficult time against the Niners. I don't know. The I, One thing I do know is that I will be starting to back McCaffrey anytime touchdown. I'm just going to roll over my winnings. Hopefully, he goes to like 10, 12 games this time. Doesn't beat his own record. But if he, what is that? They, uh, the guy, they, they said if you roll over 100 bucks, you made like over a million on the 17 game streak that he had. So he didn't get it last game. So it's time to start rolling it over now. <laughs> Lock it in. Whatever it is, it's probably going to be like minus 200 for him to score a touchdown, but it doesn't matter. Just roll over all of your winnings on McCaffrey to score. Best of luck.
1: I'm not doing <laughs> it for the one week to lose this. <laughs> Amazing.
0: It, it it lost last week. That's what I'm saying. It's, bound to know, start, it's time saying. to start a new one. Time to start no, a new one. whatever.
1: Whatever. <laughs> yeah, again, man, That's there are games that I love on this slate, and there's there are games that I hate. I like that there's actually variation in the spreads here. We're not previewing every single game. It's like, oh, we have another two and a half. Oh, here's another two and a half. Oh, well, this game is also a two and a half spread. That's been like, that's happened a few times already this season. This one, there's at least some variation to appeal to different people. But there's a lot of these just top of the top NFC or AFC teams going up against these really shitty sides. And that's why we're seeing such a discrepancy in the spreads that it's even bigger than we're used to seeing,
0: in my opinion. So...
1: I no, it's crazy a dog in both of these, but I'm I'm not going to touch them. There's no way I touch either of these with my own personal dollars.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It it's it'll be curious to see if the line moves cuz when you see these larger spreads, lines move a lot more. So, uh, I'm curious to see as the money comes in which way it's 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 changing, but I'm not sure I'll be on them yet either. Moving to a smaller spread, another divisional matchup in the AFC, I'm sorry, NFC West, Seahawks minus 1. In L.A. facing the Rams, 56% of the bets on the Rams, 83% of the money on the Rams as well, given that 27% sharp differential. The Rams don't excite me anymore with the amount of injuries they've had. Obviously, Puka's look great, Cooper's look fine, but there are still Matt Stafford questions which don't excite me. I want to lean Seahawks here because I'm sure people are backing the Rams based on the last couple of performances from the Seahawks, which we've talked about have been really inconsistent, obviously barely. Beating the Commanders, then getting destroyed by the the Ravens. So uh, I think it's easy to kind of be like on the fade, the Seahawks trend right now. And that's why you see the public and the money on LA. Despite, I think the Seahawks are just better than the Rams. I think there's the whole McVay versus Pete Carroll thing at play here, which is always consistent in any NFC West matchup with all those great coaches they've got down there. McVay owns them.
1: Nine nine
0: to five. I know that's one of the reasons people are probably loving the Rams as well. So I want to leave Seahawks because I think what we've seen the last two weeks are just not their normal team. I think they're far better than that. However, inconsistencies on both sides of the ball have been such an issue, like allowing the commanders to nearly beat them in Seattle scares me, but I don't know. What do you think? It will be all
1: Seahawks fans there, that's for sure, because nobody shows up to SoFi <laughs> stadium wearing a Rams jersey. Uh I think the McVeigh thing is interesting to me. McVeigh off a of bye is um a non factor. He's three and three off of a bye, so don't even feed into that narrative uh if you're looking into this game. What I would say though is uh, I wrote about this in my article because I got the see I got the Rams at plus three Sunday night, and that was what I teased the Jaguars with in my teaser. If you want to go with a much more buy the book Wong teaser, then take this game out because the spread's moved to plus one. Just go with the Jaguars down to um, minus one or minus one half, whatever it is, and then take the Steelers up to plus seven and a half if you want to go up with a buy the book Wong, But I, I've, I've got four teams I'm teasing this week, so you can pick and choose. In this game in particular, I really think that it's going to depend on if the Rams can stop the run because Kenneth Walker's been really the only consistent piece for this team. Because Gino is not really doing so hot compared to last season. They're throwing on 60% of their plays, and he's only throwing for 225 yards a game, even though they're throwing 60% of the time. Wow. It's not great for for Gino. Um, so if they can get the run going, that's great. It's I just I'm I'm calling a bit of a fraud alert on Seattle because they've got win. So they've got a 6-3 and three record, but three of those wins are the Panthers, Giants, and Cardinals. So that cushions the record a bit. McVay has Pete Carroll's number, and also in this series. So since 2017, when McVay took over, the Rams have only lost one matchup to the Seahawks by double digits, which is during the 2020 COVID season, which was why I loved getting them in that teaser up to nine points. At plus one, That's it doesn't matter anymore. But these games, the point is, these games typically seem to be close. They typically seem to be one score. So if you like one side or the other, don't worry about the small spread. It is going to be a close game
0: in this one regardless. So the Rams allow middle of the pack to, to one of the more prolific allowing sacks per, uh, per game, 2.1, where the, the Chiefs elect, actually allow the most, 3.4 per game. But they're still allowing more than the usual team, and then the Seahawks are, are top third, three point three sacks per game. So we, I, I talk about the offensive line of the Rams a lot, and that's one of the reasons that I I, I don't necessarily agree with the public and money here. I, I understand the McVay trend, the Gino against the Rams. I think is is zero three ATS in his career, due for a win, I'd say, but I don't think I, I don't think the Rams match up well against the Seahawks team. I don't, despite the what's happened in Seattle and, you know, the Rams off a of bye, it'll be a tough one. This will be a gritty game. I mean, the uh, the total seems high, 46 and a half, but the Seahawks, we know, can put up points. The Rams, if Stafford plays, can put up points, but maybe I, I take the under and just back on Stafford not playing. But if I backed on Stafford not playing, then I'd probably also just take Seahawks minus one, so... Curious to see what happens with him for sure, but I'm going against the grain here, leaning Seahawks, and I know that.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to pick. I'm just going to rock with what I got.
0: Cool. Don't don't hate it though. Don't hate it, especially with the the line movement for you. AFC East Jets plus seven in Buffalo. Another seven point spread for the Bills. Do they deserve it? Who the fuck knows? Fifty five percent of the (laughs) bets on the Jets. 56% of the money on New York, plus one sharp differential. This is such an ugly one. I mean, obviously the Bills lost to the Jets already once this season. The Jets are floating, we'll say, with with Zach Wilson, and their defense is keeping them afloat, but they just lost to the Raiders on Monday night. A lot of questions plaguing the Jets' offense, obviously, with Zach Wilson as the main culprit for those however more questions coming from the Bills side with josh allen having to play hero ball with the amount of injuries that they've had on offense and defense i think it's a really tough spot for them at home to cover another seven points and that's why you're seeing the public right now come in on the jets although is this the game that that josh allen bounces back and that the bills are like hey we are still this team that is to be feared I don't know. I mean, it's it's probably the best matchup for them because they've played the Jets already and they can kind of go back to that tape and be like, okay, this is what we did wrong. This is what we need to do. Josh Allen can can shore up his turnovers, which he hasn't done over the course of his career. <laughs> There's 92% of the bets on the under and 99% of the money on the under. Uh, this is a this is tough one, Andy. I, I want to lean bills, but I'm not sure I can get there.
1: I'm going to wait on this until Sunday night. I'm definitely not going to play the total. I think it's I think it's really funny that everyone's going on under 40. I think they're I I kind of think this game could go over, but I am just going to wait and see where the trends say to go with this one cuz I think it's going to tell us that, that we should bet the Bills. It's yeah. every like everybody is shitting on this team. The spread's still at 7 and I agree. I'm with they you. just fired Ken Dorsey at offensive coordinator. I don't think that firing him at offensive coordinator is going to just fix all their problems at all. He's being used as a scapegoat, but I do think the Bills, even though they've let down a lot, they're still fine enough that they can get this winning against the Jets. They already lost against them Week One when uh, Aaron Rodgers went down. So I don't think they split. Or excuse me, I don't think they get swept by the Jets this season. I think that would be outrageous. I think yeah, they're going to agree. They, they know where to improve where we yeah. should be able to cover the spread. So I, I do lean bills, but I'm going to wait for the trends to confirm that for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. One thing of note here the bills are three and seven ATS. When the public backs them, they're three and six ATS. So meaning they're 0 and 1 ATS when the public it does not back them. And that doesn't happen often. And if we look into 2022, when that happened, when the bills were not bet by the the public they went two and three so maybe we see you know 50 50 happen and when the public doesn't back the bills they they cover this time because they've already lost once but that's a bit of a stretch but wanted to put that out there i i think i'm, I'm with you like it, we wait to see what happens on sunday with this one but i agree i think the trends are going to kind of point to to pointing us towards the bills and it's an ugly spot However, you're backing a Josh Allen's bounce back against a team they've already played, know how to play, hopefully can not go 0-2 against the Jets this year. That would be pretty pretty bad for the Bills dynasty that is yet to to reach an AFC championship. This 4 o'clock slate's really interesting. I feel like they could have picked some better games, to be honest with you. They I'm could have, have really taken better. any of these games and flexed it for the Sunday night game. Vikings plus 2.5 and <laughs> and at Broncos. What the fuck, yeah. is, this? What the twice, fuck is this? They did it twice, man. They did it twice to us. You don't want to see it's, Josh Dobbs in time? This is insane. Vikings, thank God the Eagles Chiefs is on Monday night because they need to make up for this. Two and a half point underdogs are Minnesota going into Denver. 60% of the bets on the Vikings, 58% of the money on the Broncos. People are going to want to back the Josh Dobbs story. And I just kind of want to fade it. Like I wanted to fade it last week, and I got murdered by the by the Saints. I don't think it's going to continue for long. I think the Broncos' defense has shown massive improvements over the course of the season. I think the offense has also looked really good after the, they just beat the Chiefs, right? And obviously, there was a hold of Mahomes was sick and whatnot. I just really think this is you know, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are are finally looking like they're on the same page. The, they're clicking a little bit. Not going to say that the Broncos are the best team in the NFL, but Russ, you know, making some plays where he looks like old Russ, like that, that touchdown to Cortland Sutton where he ran around and then ran to his left and, and threw in the back of the end zone. That was, that was awesome. That was vintage Russ. So getting them below a field goal here is great. I know you hate Russ, but I, I I'm, I'm fading the Josh Dobbs story here. I think you're buying in with the public narrative here, DJ. The public I is on the Vikings. The pub-
1: it's 60-40 with only 11,000 bets. Like, we'll see where it actually happens. Well, we will. It, there's only 11,000 bets on this. I am <laughs> all aboard Josh Dobbs hype train. I'm all <laughs> aboard. Uh, it's because you hate the Broncos. Awesome Get him. off your bias. Yeah, I, I Get the Broncos. No no, 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 I, You know what? Fuck the Broncos. You're exactly right. But also, Denver's not great against the pass. They're getting Justin Jefferson back, and Dobbs has been like very That's strongly the public utilizing is on him. Jordan and JJ's back. Yes, that's huge. That is huge. Why not being talked about more? He already was keep utilizing gone, keep Jordan keep Addison done. Plenty. He's already, yeah, thank you. He's already utilizing Jordan Addison Plenty. He's utilized TJ Hawkinson a ton. Getting Jay Jetta's back is going to be massive. Where Denver's allowing 23.3 completions per game to opponents. That ranks him 23rd in the NFL. Denver is allowing 10.4 opponent yards for completion. That ranks him 22nd in the NFL. Denver is allowing... 243 passing yards per game. They're ranked some 23rd in the NFL. They are not good against the pass. I know that you said they've improved, but also it's a quality of opponent thing too, where obviously the bills are are floundering right now. The De- Denver has had a fairly easy road leading up to this game, and now they're going up against a dynamic passing offense led by Josh Dobbs. I think they they, just you beat give, the you're giving the keys. Huh? They just beat the Chiefs. That's fine. It's a fluke. It's a fluke. <laughs> I'm I'm so out on this team, bro. Everybody's I know on, you in are. on the Broncos. I know you are. No, they're not.
0: Everybody's they in on the, the Broncos now. No, they're not. Yes,
1: yes. You're
0: in the is Broncos the public, right now. Why is the public on the Vikings? Then
1: it's eleven thousand bets, and it's only sixty percent.
0: Okay, if we'll see what like happens. If it was like ninety, like some of the other
1: ones, then yeah, I'd raise the flag and think it's going to stay there. But I, I don't. I don't think this is indicative of where things are going to go. Seventy six percent of the bets and seventy eight percent of the money on the under yeah i think that's where people are going to wind up by the time that the podcast releases and by the time that the games happen but i i think that this uh, this defense against the past for the broncos is not great at all and they're not they're you're not saying they're not great
0: I- but they they've improved they were in the first five weeks they were 32nd and epa po- per play allowed and now since week six they're 10th and they played the Bills and the Chiefs.
1: Since week six. They've also played the... So they lost the Chiefs in the first six weeks. So then they yeah, had a chance allowed, to... What did they allow? They, they had a chance to readjust. How many 19 points? 19 points.
0: Yes, 19 points. With
1: 293 passing yards to the Chiefs. A lot. That's a lot of passing yards. To Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, but you're... Yes, yes. But they're going to allow passing guards. Not to then they, fucking then they allowed, Josh they allowed, up seven, they allowed 17 to the Packers the next week. And they had 10 days to prep for that game. Then they beat the Chiefs. Did you and I? No, you and I did not watch that one together. That was Halloween. And then the Bills. They had the they had a bye week to prep for the Bills, too. Like, sounds I'm not, I'm
0: not hearing anything crazy. I'm just saying the EPA per play, 32nd to 10th, it's improved. I'm not buying that
1: much stock in that, dude. It's a you're, congrats they didn't get swept by their division rival. Like I think that they ca- they caught Mahomes at a good time. They also had time to prep. Like
0: I agree, you, but you I also have 17. I'm not buying the Josh Dobbs hype. Uh, I am, I am. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all in, dude. I think the
1: Saints defense figured them out second half, and that they really really rallied that comeback. So maybe the Dolphins have that Saints tape. But I honestly, I mean. He's, they're not going to get any free handouts from the Saints because the Saints don't like Sean Payton right now since he left. So, I'm I'm not even fuck the spread, dude. Give me the money line. <laughs> what All is right, the we'll best t- money we'll line I can it- find right now on Bet Stamp? Give me we'll, two seconds.
0: We'll do a gentleman's wager. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I I don't love cool it with yet. That. Wait till Sunday and remind me of Sunday.
1: I can get Vikings money line at plus one twenty five in a couple spots. No, those are like fake books. Oh no, I'll, Vikings money line plus one twenty three on Pinnacle. Give me that shit.
0: One unit. All right, you do you. I don't. I don't buy it, but I mean, I, I love the respect for it. I. I, I mean, again, I love Josh Jobs. I just don't. I don't think this is a spot for the Vikings with them getting JJ back. Okay, moving to the much better game. Eagles at Chiefs on Monday night. Taylor Swift will be in attendance. Jason Kelsey will not be in attendance. They're meeting each other's parents for their first time. It's going to be a massive, massive media day in Kansas City. Huge game. Obviously, the Super Bowl rematch. 57% of the bets on the Eagles. You
1: mentioned Taylor Swift first before the Super Bowl rematch.
0: This is fucked. This is fucked. <laughs> 56% of the money on the <laughs> Eagles. I think this is going to be probably split the entire way till Sunday. Money and bets. Um, I'm curious to hear where you lean. Obviously, both teams coming off a bye. I'm biased towards the Eagles. Both teams have been favored the entire season, and now the Eagles are finally an underdog for the first time. What do you think? That's pretty typical home. Like, if they don't, if Vegas is another side, they're just going to give the home team three
1: points or two and, yeah. and a half. Oh, yeah. Uh, as oh, we yeah. saw in our matchup before this for Sunday Night Football, the Vikings <laughs> and Broncos, right? It's the same logic, of course. Um, I don't have anything, dude. I think I'm just going to sit back and enjoy, to be honest, or just or figure it out on Monday. This is one I'm, I have no clue on right now, to be honest with you. I think that the Eagles will definitely be out for revenge. So uh, put that into my statistical analysis there that we've got a revenge game on our hands after the <laughs> Super Bowl loss. I would be interested to see. I'm sure it's out there. What DT the – so, like, every now – it doesn't always happen this way. But every now and again, you do get a Super Bowl rematch the season after they played in the Super Bowl. Like I said, not crazy often, but it has happened enough that um, I think that there is... Somebody's probably tracking that out there. I'd be interested to see what that looks like and if there is a lot of bounce back or if it's still the team who won the Super Bowl ends up winning again. I lean the Chiefs here if I'm just going to pick, but uh, I do think that it's a tough one because both teams are coming off a bye, correct? Yes. So extra time to prep. It literally is a Super Bowl rematch because you get two weeks before the Super Bowl. You're getting two weeks before this one. Two two weeks and a day since it's on Monday. So I'm most likely going to stay away. Maybe I'll do some props and pretend it's the Super Bowl, kind of practice and get ready for February. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: this is is an awesome one. It's going to be a game of the year candidate for sure. I think the Eagles being out for revenge is huge. I think they know each other to an extent. The Chiefs defense is obviously far, far improved from what they were last year in the Super Bowl, which scares me. However, I think the Eagles' defense against the Chiefs' offensive line was pretty limited due to a lot of the playing conditions and what we saw with the players sliding around a lot. I thought the impact of the defensive and offensive lines was neutralized in that game, so I think we're going to get a little bit more pressure here on Mahomes. Does that scare me, or does that scare him? Probably not. So... I think the Eagles are built to be better than the Chiefs, and I said that in the Super Bowl. I think they are the better team. However, there's like this Mahomes and, and Andy Reid factor that just always comes into play when they when when it needs to in the playoffs in, in games like this, and this is going to feel like a playoff game in Arrowhead, probably probably be cold. It's going to be a great atmosphere. I want to lean Eagles, but I don't know if I can get there yet. It depends. It really truly depends on the, the health of Hertz's knee. If Hertz was able to rest it over these couple of weeks, I think they can go out and win. But if he looks like he did against the commanders where he's kind of like limping and hobbling around and the Chiefs can take advantage of that with their improved defense and say hey, we're, we're going to say that he's not going to run. We're going to not put a spy on him. We're going to put one of the linebackers on one of our like in the slot and then help out In the secondary. So, you know, you stop AJ Brown. There's no Dallas Goddard, which is an issue for the Eagles. Then you have an issue. Uh, Then you've got a problem uh, if you're backing the Eagles here. So, very curious to see the news on his knee throughout the week. And we'll keep an eye on that. But I don't know. I'm scared to back the Eagles here without Dallas Goddard and the improvements the Chiefs have made on defense. So, going to be a really, really fun game. Totals dropped four points. So, keep that in mind primetime unders on monday are 11 and 1 this season so like if we were to get an over it'd probably be be this one but both defenses are very good so if there's a reason it's dropped so far that's what i'll say
1: yeah i I couldn't put it any better than you did there because i don't have a ton to offer on this one i think the game speaks for itself and people are going to be talking about this one incessantly leading up to it so what more can we offer here uh, because we don't have a ton from the from the trend standpoint, you know what I mean. The yeah, you know, only think... thing that's noteworthy is like how much people are betting the under and the total has moved. So that's that's my big takeaway on this one is just continue to monitor that total, but we'll see, man. We'll see. It, 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 that would be another prime time under.
0: It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a great game. Could be a Super Bowl preview again, which would be awesome. I don't know how many that would be times crazy. we've, I doubt, if we've I doubt seen back to back matchups in the Super Bowl. But obviously, we've got ways away from seeing that happen. Um, really exciting. Really great slate, just aside from the crazy spreads that we've seen, you know, the Giants and, or, and the and the fucking Cowboys. But going to be a fun week. I'm excited to get into this one. Hopefully, I can get a bounce back, Andy. Hopefully, you can continue a hot streak. Get your teasers going. You need to see a few of those go through the hoop.
1: Yes, dude. We need it so bad. We need it. <laughs> I gave out three plays in this podcast, so I'm all the way back. They're kind of, but you know what? I gave out what one last week? and think. Yeah, I <laughs> gave and none. A positive week. And you gave out get, none. Yeah. So you gave out what you gave out one today? Yeah, you gave out one. You have the yeah, I got under one. 37 in Giants and Colonies. So,
0: yep. Uh, yep. I've got Josh Giant Jacobs over rushing
1: yards. <laughs> I've got Miami and Steelers in a teaser on FanDuel, minus 134. That pains me, but the Vikings money line will make up for it because it's at plus 123. That'll, that'll go through the oop for sure. <laughs> uh, if you are watching this video, you made it this far. Means you hopefully like the analysis. Sure. So please give us a like, give us a subscribe, share it with your friends and family, everyone you know, share it with everyone you talk to because that helps us out more than you can imagine. So really appreciate y'all supporting us. And again, make sure to tune into Pilsers and Prelims UFC Podcast. We preview UFC Vegas 82 between Brendan Allen and Paul Craig going down this Saturday. Um it's an okay card. So if you don't know what to bet on, then come see what we're doing because I think I took five. Yeah, I, I took five underdogs on the main card. So <laughs> love it, love it, love, it. The love it. We're rocking with the dogs. We're rocking with the dogs. The UFC and I'm rocking with the dogs of Sunday night football.
0: Uh, Hell DJ, yeah. any closing remarks? Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. This is always sharp in the public. The LA sports betting podcast focused on leveraging public betting trends. As always, Andy and I are here Fridays to preview every week in the NFL, talking about public betting data and everything that you can't get anywhere else. So thank you guys for tuning in. And listening to us talk about every game on the slate here. God, we talk a lot, but it was a lot of fun. This was a long episode, but I appreciate you guys sticking by with us. Please keep checking us out. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, wherever you're listening to. Especially on YouTube, we're continuing to try to grow that platform as well. So thank you for checking us out everywhere. As always, yeah, we're going to keep plugging away. And hopefully we can continue to see some teasers go through the hoop, see some gold rule trend hits you know it's gonna be a good week. I'm, I'm sending positive vibes to our trends
1: yep i'm sending positive vibes to everyone except for the denver broncos
0: <laughs> i love it yeah i mean i i will be sending vibes to the broncos please please sean Payton. Oh, thank you
1: and i don't have to stress about the colts oh my god i mean who is who's the worst five and five team the raiders or the colts you tell me
0: <laughs> i don't know i don't know i I'm told you talking. about
1: the colts in the past though i told you
0: i told you you did you did, you did. Horrible you did.
1: game, though. Horrible. Terrible. Anywho.
0: Anyway, We can fade yeah. the Colts
1: next week. <laughs>
0: awesome. Colts at As Bucks. always, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We will catch you in the next one in the recap episode that comes out on Tuesday. Thanks for listening.
1: The boys bet better
0: with beer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sharpen the Public. A lot of effort goes into this and everything we do at happy hour sports. So we would really appreciate it if you would follow rate and most importantly, share the podcast, share it with someone who needs to be sharpened because I know those people are everywhere. Thank you again. And we'll see you in the next one.